how great is our God. It's, it's just an amazing privilege to be able to come into his presence. You know, the creator of the universe uh, wants to fellowship with us. That is a mighty God that we have. And, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all in one. And when Jesus said, he said, if you have seen, you can sit down, by the way. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. We have a great dad. We have a great father. We have a great Abba that really wants such a, a deep relationship with us. And he, under, he understands every aspect of our life as, as human beings. He understands where we are and where we are going because we are going with holding his hand. It's a bit like a, a child going out with a parent, just grasping hold of the hand as he leads. And we can be assured that whatever goes on in our lives, in this world, he has our hand. Then it says, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, it says, For no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor mind conceived what God has prepared for those that love him. And we're here this morning, why? Because we love him. We love him. And we tell him, we love him, we've, we've praised him, we've worshipped him. And the reason that we focus on, Clara mentioned about Father. James talked about Father. And we have a dad that cares about every aspect of our life. We have a wonderful pastor and his wife and his family. And they need rest, they need time. And our Father in heaven has given Pastor Dave and the family time off today. So we thank him for doing that. He's interested in every aspect. He doesn't want us tired. He doesn't want us burnt out. He doesn't want us over anxious about things. So that is one aspect of God's goodness. But there is another aspect that you see God is raising up our congregation. We've had Dave that has spoken. I've spoken. Baal has spoken. So many people within the congregation have spoken here that God is raising up. But this morning is quite special because a few months ago there was a wedding of Tabo and Patricia. And a wonderful, a wonderful, powerful company of, uh, of two individuals becoming one. And Hillary and myself have had the privilege of uh, spending time with this couple. And God is raising them up. Now, I want you to encourage Tabo this morning because this is the first time that he's, that he's spoken. So, Tabo. It's, uh, it's quite a responsibility because Dave doesn't let anybody up here that he doesn't think is going to deliver truly what God wants to say. So, Tabo, be blessed. So, welcome, blessed. welcome, Tabo. Wow, praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Amen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been, uh, well, it's good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, God bless all of you. Um, yeah, you know, um, we come here for the Lord's sake, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it's good, like, well, I'll say it right off the bat, you know, God loves you, you know what I'm saying? And, um, well, you know, I've been coming to this church for over five years now. Um, in that time, I've been learning, learning from you guys, all of you seeing your commitment in faith, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, just it's just amazing how God's just working through all your lives. And it's, you know, I also, you know, I just thank God um, for this house, you know what I'm saying? And it's amazing what God has been doing in this house, you know. Uh, it's... I'm just learning. I'm just learning. You know what I'm saying? And it's just amazing even the ethos of love that's in this house. You know what I'm saying? And I thank God that Pastor Dave and Faye cultivate that ethos in this house. And we just, uh, it's, it's just amazing. And yeah, love rules in this house. It really does. And we thank God, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm just going to pray just before we go into the word. Um, we're going to trust God as we go into this word. Father God, I just thank you. Uh, God, you're amazing. Father God, we can only look up to you, Lord. Lord, we're not here in self-confidence. We're here in confidence in you, Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. It's all about you. Lord, do what you want in your people's lives, Father God. We know you love them, Lord. And Father God... Uh, Use me as your conduit today, Father God, to, to, to minister your word, Father God. And Father God, just thank you, Lord. And Lord, just uh, impact people's lives in the way you want, Lord, in here, Lord. And just thank you, Father God. It's all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Yeah. As I say before, God loves you. The question is not, does anyone love you? The question is, do you know you are loved by the almighty God? Yeah. And even if the whole world loved you, it still wouldn't match up to God's love for you. <laughs> no matter how many likes you can get on your social media page, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? God's love for you is so much, so much deeper. Nothing could match up to it. All right. Um, Sometimes we may feel unloved or unlovable. We may wonder to ourselves as individuals, does anyone love me? Questions sometimes may pop up like that in our minds, into our heads. I've had thoughts like that run through my head. Plagued with these thoughts, I felt worthless. You know, thankfully the Bible has an answer for those questions. The Holy Spirit, through the first uh, the first book of John, chapter 4, you know what I'm saying, uh, profoundly, revealed this, profoundly revealed this to me, and it was life-changing for me. Amen? First John, chapter 4, verse 16. We know how much God loves us. This is the New Living Translation. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in God, and all who live in love, 
live in God, and God lives in them. Amen. Talk about being in love right there. Being in love with God. Amen. You may be even wondering, will I ever be in love? Well, today could be the starting place. Um, being in love with God, you know what I'm saying? And as the scripture says here, we know how much God loves us. It's not even about praying like, God, please love me. It's about knowing he loves you. You know what I'm saying? And it says here, and we have put our trust in his love. Do we trust his love? You know, we'll go into this a bit later on. You know, the Bible talks about faith worketh by love. God's love. So we've got to put our trust in his love. Trust, in fact, is another word for faith, in fact. Um, yeah, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. First John chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Where is love? Love is in the fact that God loved us. That's where it's rooted in. That's where it sh it, we should be grounded in. And our love for him is a result of him loving us. We love him because he first loved us. So we've got to live from the fact that God loves us. That is how our faith is going to work. Yeah, and it says here, yeah. Yeah, like I said before, God loves us. And what really opened up my heart even more was the fact when I realized it wasn't because I did well enough. I did good enough for his love. You know what I mean? Totally not earned. We live in a world where people like you because of what you do. It's a general ethos regarding how people operate, you know. You know, you do good, you're okay. But God's love for me is not because I tick all the right boxes. God's love for me is because he is love. It's his nature. And that's the same for God's love for you. And it's about knowing that. Yeah. As the scripture says, but God commendeth his love. This is Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even before <laughs> I became saved, even before I knew him, God's love was there. God's love is constant. It was his love. And he loves us right from the word go. And check this. God demonstrated his love toward us through his son. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Let us not take that scripture for granted because I know it's a well-known scripture. But sometimes we can take it for granted. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. No. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. You know, 
God demonstrated his love toward us through his son who laid his life down for us. That is the first and main example of God's love towards you. No matter how bad things seem in your life, don't doubt God's love for you. You know, no matter how bad the situation may be, do not doubt God's love for you. It is what will keep you in the midst of challenges. Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was imprisoned. Apostle Paul. Never did he doubt God's love for him. In fact, he trusted in God's love. Never did he question it. Oh God, I'm going through this. Where's your love? No, he knew God's love was there. And like, like, like I said here, the main example is Christ alone. You want to know, you know, you could be going through such a tough situation and you're thinking, where's God's love? It was on the cross. Where's God's love? It was in Christ. For God so loved the world, going back to the end, that he sent his only begotten son, demonstrated love. So the fact that I didn't get that job I went for an interview for, does that mean God doesn't love me? No. You know, the fact that certain things are not going on. I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, I, for some, yeah, uh, I somehow lost the ability to walk for a good four weeks. Stuck in hospital. You get to think a lot. (laughs) So I'm sitting in a hospital bed. And I could be losing my mind. Or I could be trusting God's love. Was it God's will that I be in hospital not having the ability to walk anymore? No, that was not God's will. Things happen. But I was able to trust in God's love. Why? Because the Holy Spirit reminded me of God's love. Shall we never question God's love for us? But let us... Hold on to it. Trust in God's love. It's important we realize that. Yeah. And his love will keep you at peace. It certainly kept me at peace when I was in hospital for those four weeks. Questions come to my head. Will I be able to ever drive again? Will I be able to ever walk again? You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, they gave me some medicine, and that, by the grace of God, got me up walking again. All glory still goes to God. God's love is immense. As the scripture says, let us trust in, let us trust in his love. Even when God commands us, let us trust in his love. Behind every commandment of God is his love. The deception of the flesh and the enemy is frustration at God's commandment. I remember when I have struggled with this, when I struggled with the particular sin in my life, and there was some time I was struggling with this sin. It got to the point it was just it had taken over so much of me that I, uh, 
I remember I came to the point, I said, God, what is it about your love I'm not understanding? What is it about your love I'm not grasping? You know, when sometimes we're dealing with personal things that we are struggling with, we're thinking, what, think God's love's away? We start doubting, should I turn to God's love? We're maybe struggling with some sins. The Bible says God corrects those he loves. Proverbs 3, 11 to 12. His correction is rooted in his love for you. It says, the son, it says, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Like, don't get me wrong. The fact that God loves us doesn't mean sometimes we can, doesn't mean we can, um, it's a question, what's the point I'm trying to make here? It, yes, as God loves us, but we can also sometimes do things that displease him. That doesn't mean he still doesn't love us. In fact, because he loves us, he's encouraging us to repent. In fact, because he loves us, he wants us to turn away from our sin. He wants us to trust in his love, trust in his commandment. So the Lord corrects his love. And I, and I love what it says here in Proverbs, because it goes on to say, as a father with a son in whom he delights. God is delighted in you. He may be correcting you, sometimes even sternly, but that's because he delights in you. He delights in you. It's all rooted in his love. Even in the book of Revelations, it says, Jesus says, for those I love, I rebuke, I discipline. Jesus said it. It's all coming from a point of love. That's where it's at. Let us, no, let us not ever forget that. First, uh, we'll, we'll go to First John chapter 4.16. This is the Amplified now. I think we read it before, but we'd, before there was the New Living Translation. This one's Amplified now. It says, and we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of, by observation, and by experience, and believe, adhere to, and put faith in, and rely on the love of God, sorry, the love, on the love that God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love, dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him. Wow. I say it again. As the scripture says, God is love. Love is not a mere feeling or an emotion. Don't get me wrong. Feelings and emotion may come as a result of love, but they do not define what love is. There was a massive hit song in the 80s. I would like to think it was before my time. I was born in the late 80s. So don't ask me how I know it, but I just happen to know it. Massive hit song. And in that hit song, a line was uh, in that hit song, and the line went, what's love but a second-hand emotion? This song was written by a person who was frustrated with her life, possibly. She didn't know God. Hope, prayer should be that she comes to know God one day. Coming from a person of the world, that's understandable. 
That's the world's idea. See, because there's a lot of cultural influences, a lot of ideas out there in the world. And you know what? From the world, it's understandable because most of them don't believe in God anyway. So love is whatever I feel. Love is whatever emotion I have. Love is whatever, whatever I make of it. But love is not an emotion. The Bible is very clear. God is love. There's a deep reservoir of love in God. Never runs out. The reason why the song was a massive hit and it's still played on radio, on radio today. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, I don't listen to it. <laughs> love is generally considered to be an emotion by the world. Let us not have the same understanding. Our understanding of love does not come from the world. It comes from God. We are not to relegate love to an emotion. When we relegate love to an emotion, we put ourselves on very weak ground. Feelings are like the British weather. <laughs> Up and down, eh? <laughs> Sometimes with the British weather, it feels like you go through three seasons in one day. <laughs> so I can't be relying on my emotions in this walk of love. As the scripture says in the Amplified 1 John 4.16, idea to put faith in, rely on the love of God that, cher that he cherishes for us. When we're talking about walking in love, this means walking in God. God is love. Because he, he is love, that means he defines love. Love alone is defined by God. There is no person in this world or any dictionary that defines love better than God and his word. See, we're looking to God. The world might look into a dictionary, and, and, and most of the dictionaries will tell you love is a feeling. Love is emotion. I don't normally question dictionaries, but when I saw that, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Are we going with what the world says or are we going with what God says? No one defines love better than God. Feelings, as I say before, may come as a product of love, but alone they don't define love. If we just go along with feelings, they can lead us astray. Love now is justified from, for all manner of things. All manner of things. A lot of the things are not even of God, but it's love. Love. And God will be like, really? <laughs> God defines love. Let's trust in his love. Anything that contradicts God, that means his will and his command, is not love. No matter how nice, affectionate, or even romantic it may feel, if it contradicts God, it is in love. If it goes against his command, it is in love. In essence, anything that God classifies, classifies as sin is not love. Let us not fall for the enemy's 
temptation and, and deception by using love to justify things that are not of God. Let us not fall for those traps. Yeah. God is love. And let's be honest, he detests sin. If anything he hates, is sin. He is love. God's love for you is not about you, it's about him. And that is so important. You know, so much of our love today is about us. So many people in the world, and maybe not even just in the world, even within the body of Christ, people maybe don't understand certain things and, and you know, they're wondering, does anybody love me? You know, and they, they, they're, they're trying to find love. They're not saying, trying to find love. For the world, again, it makes sense. They don't know God. But us who are God's children, who God loves and cherishes, let us not make the mistake of thinking that God's love is far from us. When it's about knowing his love, trusting in his love. John chapter 15, verse 19, uh, sorry, John chapter 15, verse 9 to 10. Okay. It says here, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. As I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. Wow. It's amazing. These scriptures. You've got to understand, these scriptures were written 2,000 or so years ago, and, you know... Um, They've been going through the generations, through the ages, and we've got them today. Of any headline news we may come across or see on TV or the media, let this be headline news in our lives. The good news, the gospel. And we see here Jesus talking to the disciples. Yeah. And Jesus talking to the disciples. And he is saying, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Jesus' love for the disciples was not based on what the disciples could do for him. He didn't go to the disciples and say, guys, you let me on your boat. I love you. <laughs> no, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Even with ourselves, let us not love people, love our loved ones based on what they can do for us. It's a whole different ball game when we can love people based on who God is, what he has done through his son. And we're able to love from that standpoint. Why? Because that's how faith works by love. Because we're trusting, adhering, putting faith in God's love. Love, let's be honest, is not actually merely of the flesh. If you read Galatians 5, in fact, we won't go to it now, but if you read Galatians 5, love 
is put opposite to the works of the flesh. It's the work of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit, not a work of the spirit, fruit of the spirit. Sorry, let me get that right. <laughs> Love is not something we... Jesus, Jesus himself, our Lord and Savior, is trusting in the Lord's love and he's going and loving the disciples. And he's loving you. Not because you come to church all the time, not because you're praying all the time. It is because his love for you is from the Father. Let us be, let, us, let that be how we love others. Looking to the Father, trusting the Father, knowing his love. You see, when things like we hear those statements where we read those statements in the Bible, where Bible, Jesus talks about love your enemies. It may, it, 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 and don't get me wrong, you know, it can feel hard to love your enemies. But when we can trust in the Father, there's a grace for that commandment. There is a grace. With all the commandments, you see, with all the commandments that Jesus talked about, the Bible talks about, the, the, there's a grace for those commandments, a grace for you to fulfill that commandment. That's why it's called the obedience of faith. Obedience because we trust, not an obedience because we we operating according to self, but obedience because we rely on him. I remember one time when I was um, feeling unloved. I woke up one time a few, I think it was a few couple of years back, and I just had suddenly just these mad feelings of just feeling unloved and just started feeling down, depressed and all that. And, and like a shot to the heart, the Lord was, pick up your phone, phone so-and-so, and love on them. I'm thinking, Lord, I'm not feeling great right now. Pick up your phone, call someone, and love them. Wow. That's the love of God. When the enemy wants to make you feel bad, God empowers you to be able to love others. God strengthens you. To love others. No, it's, it is we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Not we can do all things through self-confidence. Through Christ. I'll tell you this one. You can take this one to the bank if you want. Um, no, it's the Bible never, never endorses self-confidence. The world have to because they don't know God. So it's about conjuring it up, coming up with him, making up, you know what I'm saying? You've got to have self-ego and all that. That's part of psychology and all that. But anyway, we've got to be relying on him. Right. So as I say before, behind every one of God's commandments, there's a grace for us to be able to, 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 to fulfill that commandment, to, to, to obey that commandment. Because when we trust in God, we tap into that grace. Right, it says here, uh, again, I'll go back to John 15. It says here, Jesus said, continue in my love. Yeah, we're continuing in Christ's love. A love where it's, as the Father has loved me, so do I love you. Even with our loved ones, it's not just I love you and that's it, but really it's, as the Father has loved me, that's where it's got to be. So do I love you. 
So love is not merely something about me, what I can do and so on, but it's about who God is, knowing him. And that will strengthen you. There is a supernatural grace for you in that. That's where God's grace is. Yeah, the world's got many ideas of love, but Christ said, continue in my love. Not the world's idea, but his love. So we're not just operating according to any notion of love out there, but Christ's love. Right. Yeah, truth be told, we should humble ourselves to his love. Let's let our loved ones know that for us to love them, it is because of God. Galatians 2.20. This is uh, Apostle Paul. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God. Who loved me, hello, and gave himself up for me. Hello. So Paul here is actually talking. Because you've got to remember what Paul went through a lot. And we, we know he, he was taken out. Persecution, you know what I'm saying? He's saying it's no longer me that lives, but Christ in me. Why? Who loved me and gave himself up for me. The love of God inspired Paul to deny himself for Christ. Jesus commanded us to deny ourselves, pick up a cross and follow him. What's going to empower you to do that? What's going to strengthen you to do that? It's his love. Because the truth be told, and I know the world's got many ideas about self-love and all that. You do not love yourself more than God loves you. There is a grace with God's love that takes you beyond what you are capable of doing yourself. It will empower you to deny yourself. It certainly empowered Paul. Paul denied himself. He says, it's no longer me that lives. Why? Because love casts out fear. Perfect love. Whose love is perfect? God's love. Cast out all the insecurities that Paul had about denying himself. And he was able to deny himself. Yeah, and let Christ live for him. Amen? Amen. You know, I remember a few years, uh, it was last year, I think. I remember a word from the Holy Spirit came to me about me personally, where God was literally like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. I'm like, oh, wow, God, okay. <laughs> Get out of my way. You know, I think it was John the Baptist. He said, I must decrease so that he may increase. Christ wants to live through us. And it is knowing his love that will empower you, encourage you to allow him to reign in your life. To have his way in your life. It was God's love 
that empower Paul to think like that. There is, yeah, I'll just read it out here. It says, uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. This is First John chapter 4, 18. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So, as I say before, perfect love casts out fear. I've seen that in my, in my own life. A lot of ins- insecurities trampled on by, the gods of love, by God's love. It frees you. I'm telling you what many people pay big money for to go and see a psychologist, counselor and stuff like that. God's love can do like that. There's nothing greater than the love of God. We need to know that. And how are we going to continue in his love as Christ commanded us? As the Father has loved me, so do I love you. That's how we can continue in God's love. It's important to know that. It's not just any sense of love we're to walk in, but Christ's love. And it's important to know that. Yeah, God's got his stamp on it. That's the only love he's, he blesses. Um, Romans 8, verse 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or, so, uh, or sword? As it, as it is written... For thy sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, I used to read that portion of scripture and I used to read it wrong. (laughs) I used to read that and think, you know what, nothing will ever happen to me because of God's love. But you know what, the the Holy Spirit switched the light bulb on in my head. (laughs) And he showed me, no matter what happens to you, God's love is there for you. That freed me so much. So it's important to realize that, you know, God's love is constant. It's unconditional. God's love is there for us. And we can trust in that love because he is love. We can hold on to that love. We may be in a time and a situation where we think, how can I love this person? This person is very difficult. God's love is there, deep. God is, God's love is there, it's deep. We know even from Romans 13, that love fulfills all the law. What God's love. 
And when we trust in it and operate according to it, we will fulfill the law. And we can trust in that love, know that love, be confident in our love. Because God is great. And it's important to realize that. There is no greater love story than the love of God towards you, towards man, kind. Not even Romeo and Juliet comes close. <laughs> Bless Shakespeare, but nah. <laughs> it doesn't. And you know what? It's not fiction. It's true. He already demonstrated it through his son. And it's important to know that. Because that is what will keep you in this crazy world that we're in. It's the love of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just know that and be blessed. And by the grace of God, you be a big impact in this world. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. That is the message of Jesus Christ, isn't it? In it's, uh, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Overwhelming to uh, hear what Holy Spirit said through Tabo, that this love is beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. I learned so much this morning, which is again what Tabo said about being convicted. It's convicted me. And that is the gospel message of the continuing changing to be more like him. And there may be people that are watching this morning and uh, they hear this word love, a supernatural love, and they desire it, but the only experience that they've had is false worldly love which means nothing of people that have let them down, rejected them, abandoned them. But there is a love that we've heard this morning that is real. It's constant. There's no end to it. And this love is available through an act of surrender, of our recognition that we need him. And how do we do that? by acknowledging that first our understanding is wrong. You know, Tabo mentioned again, you know, if it goes against what God wants, it's sin. So our understanding of worldly love is sin. So it's acknowledging this before him. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to say a simple prayer if you want to repeat it, if there's somebody at home, you know, sat on their settee watching the television, and if this message this morning has just been for you, so be it. 
for one person, that's the depth of God's love. For one person. So if you want to use these words and interpret them in the way that brings you to face-to-face with Jesus who loves you so much, so be it. So say these words in your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize this morning that my understanding of love has been sin. I never knew that before. I want the love that you have for me. So I'm submitting myself to you just as I am, as an act of faith and an act of belief. I ask you now to come into my life and save me. Make me that person that was able to receive your love. I ask you now to come and live in my heart and make me the person that only you can be. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if there's anybody out there that wants to have more information about what the journey of Jesus is, please, you can contact the church, which Claire will be mentioning earlier earlier on, or for those that are in the congregation, when you go out, there will be a Bible available. So, it's the Holy Spirit that is imparted this morning, but I still believe that we need to honor Tabo for the word that he gave. So can we give Tabo a round of applause? Amen.